was spinning balls on people on DVs all the time. Just catching balls, spin it, baby. <laughs> He's got like... a little Steve Smith dog in <laughs> Just a gritty guy, well proportioned. He's got that big old butt. You know, we <laughs> like that big old butt. Oh, it's alive. I hate this that I like your mom. I don't know how I feel about that either. This is the worst. Uh, now that you like it, that's making me question some things. <laughs> You're gonna start tinkering? Yeah. The draft is right around the corner, my friend. This is one of my favorite times of the year. I seriously get pretty geeked up for the draft. I lose sleep over it. I also lose sleep over my seven-round mock draft <laughs> that I buy every year. I spend way too much time thinking about this and tinkering. You start thinking about your mock draft, I think, probably around October. If the team no. goes through it, goes through a couple couple of losses, then you start thinking, all right, this is a position that the Ravens need. I'm gonna here's the player that I'm gonna add. I would say I legitimately start in late January, early February. That's that is being conservative. That is being really <laughs> I, I conservative. I mean, like I, I, I can waste a solid fifteen to half an hour just being like, ah, let me watch a little more YouTube highlights of this guy. Let me. Let me read about this guy. I'm pretty sure there's been times where we're sitting in the cafeteria in like October, November, and you see a highlight on the screen from some college football player, and you go, I might take him in my seven-round mock. <laughs> yeah, I put a lot of thought into this, and we'll also preface this by saying we have no inside knowledge on this. This is just us overanalyzing uh-huh. it on our own about who we think the Ravens could take. This is not no insight from Eric DeCosta, Jartes, any of those people. They don't tell us anything. So just want to let that, you know, put that out there. The other thing I want to preface this with to get some clarification on, is this actually your final mock draft? Because uh, last we'll year we'll last see. year you did the change at the last minute. Well, in and I never last know. podcast talking to Joe, I said I was going to take Marquise Brown, but I have a different pick for you today. Oh, exactly. So that's the thing. <laughs> I never know it's who whatever you actually goes, think. No, it's whatever is published in the written form. Podcast, this doesn't quite count. This does count. I am true to my word. I think if I put it on the record on the podcast, that is what I'm going to do. If I say... I'm still not feeling great about it. I'll be honest. So if I, if I sit there and I say, this is the guy that I'm going to take, I stand by that unless there's some massive change of events, which there hasn't been. Well, you didn't let me do that with Miles Jack when I had him as, as <laughs> picking number six. And then he came out that his knee was shredded in two pieces or whatever it was. It was like he wasn't going to be able to right. play beyond two years, and I couldn't move out of the pick at number six. That's that was you wouldn't let me move. <laughs> that was the all-time round. worst mock draft that you've ever had. But if we're going to talk about my all-time worst mock draft, let's revisit last year. Yeah, I'll give was, you credit. So it's on the record. Last year, my final mock draft was Hayden Hurst with the Ravens' first-round pick, and I had Orlando Brown with the Ravens' third-round pick. Both. Obviously, came to fruition. You know, we were both also, I'll give you a little bit of credit. We were both tinkering with Lamar. We were like, yeah. We would look at each other and be like, should we do it? Should yeah. we do it? We should do it. We should do it. One of us, is one of us going to have the strength to put Lamar Jackson in as the Ravens' first round pick? But we did. Here's one reason why we didn't is because at the time, if you like project that to happen, and it doesn't, it's kind of a slap in the face to Joe. <laughs> right, You right. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Ryan and Garrett, they think it's time to replace Joe, and then the organization's like, nah, if they would have been like, nah, it's not time. It's like, oh, dang, what are you right. trying to say about Joe? Right, well, the other thing, too, is... It's we like such a big pick. We weren't necessarily wrong with our first 
projection there for what the Ravens were going to do. We were predicting what they would do with the 16th pick. True. Last we year. Didn't predict the they didn't take second. Lamar Jackson there. They traded back twice. If, if you had said the Ravens are going to trade back up into the end of the first round. Who are they going to take? Lamar. Exactly. <laughs> right. Who are they going to take? Um, who did you take in last year's mark? Um, Ridley? Or did you take? No, I took um, Moore, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Who would not have been a bad pick. Wouldn't have been a bad pick. Yeah. Anyway, with all that said, we're going to give our seven-round mocks. And I don't think I'm going to tinker this year. And we're just going to take a deep dive into... Uh, other things that we could see happening in yeah. other scenarios. Um, so, Garrett, let's just... Oh, also, before we go into this, the thing, the other thing I would say is last year, what I got into, I got into the game of, you know, we kind of exchanged mocks late in the process, and we try to avoid having the same guys because then it leads to speculation, like, do they actually know something, which is obviously not the case. For it sure. could also lead to basically, like, we want to have a little bit of debate and discussion, and if you're picking out of 200-some players and you have the same fifth-round pick, that takes a little bit of the fun out of it. But what does end up happening, because we flap our gums at each other all day long, we talk about this constantly, yeah. is that there tends to be a little groupthink that happens sometimes. Like, for but, example, oh, your third-round pick this year at wide receiver, you just heard me talking all about this guy for the past two months about yeah. how he'd be perfect, he's great, I think I'm going to take him, and then you take him. That's so it. I'm taking them too. I'm not going to let you scare me off my own pick. Well, what happened? The reason the re- is it, I, the I'm not changing my mock this year because last year I wanted Orlando Brown, but I said, you know what? I'm going to just let you have him. I'll let you have Orlando Brown. And then now I got to listen to you for a whole year talk about how you nailed the Orlando Brown pick, <laughs> even though I wanted him too. So I'm not letting you <laughs> sway my opinion. With me and Matt Judah. Same story. Exactly, but I got Matt Judon. <laughs> fifth round pick. That was a great pick by me. All right, let's go ahead and kick things off. Not as good as my Keith Wedding pick. Not as good as my Keith Wedding pick in the first round with the 22nd pick, I am predicting that the Baltimore Ravens will select A.J. Brown. Terrible pick. Wide receiver. I love the player. Don't love the spot. Okay, all right. Well, let me just spe- <laughs> preface it with this. I-, I do think that the Ravens will, as we've said many times, I think the Ravens try to trade back. I think that's probably what they'll be able to do. I think at that point, say they move back, I don't know, seven, seven to 12 spots, somewhere in that range. Okay. And then they take high second round. Potentially high, high second round. This could be a late first, mm-hmm. early second. I think A.J. Brown is the pick. Probably not at 22nd, but for the purpose of this mock draft, we're just keeping. You just say the Ravens' first pick is A.J. Brown. Is A.J. Brown. And as you talk it's about. It's bending the rules. Let's be clear. You're bending the rules here. Which is what you did last year for Hayden Hurst. Nah, I didn't bend the rules. No, no, no literally, you wrote in your write-up for Hayden Hurst, I think is the right player, but not the right spot. <laughs> so it's the exact, the exact same thing. All right, fine. You made the case last year about why A.J. Brown's great. We spent a lot of time talking about wide receiver. Sorry, last Mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. We spent a lot of time talking about wide receiver. This guy, to me, highly productive. More than 1,300 receiving yards last year. I just think he fits what the Ravens want to do. His comp, according to Lance Zerline and NFL.com, Juju Smith-Schuster. I could use a little Juju in my life. Yep. Uh, Yeah. A.J. Brown checks all the boxes in terms of big playmaking speed his game speed is faster than his tape speed like that's the knock on him that not that explosive didn't put up that great yeah but he had a, he ran a 4-4 right pretty solid he ran a 4-4 four, four. yeah and on tape i mean the guy's always running away from people he's big he blocks even if he plays only in the slot the only knock is can he play outside if he plays in the slot hey that's close to the line of scrimmage for blocking i'm cool with that yeah i, I think mismatches i think with this offense for the ravens too they're gonna they're the more, from what we've seen from him so far, he thrives passing to the middle of the field. So if you get a guy that can work the middle of the field, that's a good thing for the Ravens. Yeah, I think A.J. Brown is the most complete receiver and has the best chance to have a year one impact of all these guys. High floor. I like, I like High him a lot. High floor. 
But here's one person who doesn't really like AJ Brown, okay? And this person would say your pick is terrible. That'd be Mel Kuyper, who has AJ Brown at number 52 on his big board. Okay. 52 and his sixth rank wide receiver. Okay. He thinks you're an idiot. That's all right. Mel. Well, for the record, for the record, you also think A.J. Brown is your favorite receiver. <laughs> I really like him, too. I think Mel's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Mel thinks it's a terrible pick. Yeah. He has he has J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Nikhil Harry above A.J. Brown. Well, I, I like both those guys, but I'm trying to think about who I think. Joe and Ortiz, Debo. Joe Ortiz talked about this on the podcast last week, which is that our board may look a little bit different than other teams' boards because we're finding a guy that can fit our scheme and our system. Okay. And so, like, a Nikhil Harry, I think, is a really good receiver. I think he fits our system, too. But yeah. I, I think A.J. Brown, in my mind, is probably a better fit in our system than Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry, to me, seems to be more of a jump ball outside wide receiver, where A.J. Brown has a little bit more of a complete skill set from what I've seen. Look, I'll be happy if we end up with A.J. Brown. I, we both. All right, make your I'll pick. I'll be happy for Make it. your pick already. All right, so as I talked, as I said last podcast, I was going to go with Marquise Brown, but who I think is probably the number one on most boards is in top wideout. Mm-hmm. And I think that he fits well in Baltimore because he'd be a, a big time playmaker. And they need more of those on offense. They need playmakers. They need guys who, if the, the safeties are dropping to stop the run game, you know, Marquise Brown could beat them over the top for some huge plays. He fits in a college, he's a college system kind of guy at Oklahoma. They ran a lot of RPO stuff. He is like today's kind of wide receiver. Are you still doing the intro to your pick? Yeah, okay. this, is the, this is why I'm not making the pick. Okay. But here's the big <laughs> but with Marquise. The, the list Frank scares me. He's got the foot injury that he's coming off of. I think the Ravens Saw what happened to Brashad Perryman, and, and because he missed year one, that really set him back in his development. Hayden Hurst, similar story. I think his year one really kind of set him back. Um, I don't know that they want to go down that road again where they're taking a chance on a guy who might have concerns uh-huh. in, in year one because they've seen what happens. And he's, he's just so sm- he's, he's small. He's it concerns small me a little. It concerns me a little bit. Now, Lamar Jackson is air quotes a thin guy and the ravens have said whatever we don't care but anyway that's a long reason why i went away from marquise brown yeah and i'm going to a safer pick and that's going to be defensive end uh, oh man cleveland cleveland you got it got it <laughs> cleveland farrell from clemson this one just makes it makes too much sense i mean He's had high production at Clemson at a school that plays top competition every year. He's won national championships. Uh, high character, high hardworking guy, stops the run. I mean, who's stopping the run this year opposite Matt Judon? Because mm-hmm. uh, Tim Williams ain't that kind of guy, I don't think. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Tyus Bowers, Palzer. I don't know. If they they do need they do need a now you got the inside guys with Michael Pierce and Brandon yeah, Williams, but you, but you still lose, need an edge. You need an edge sure. guy. Yeah. So so I think that Cleland makes no Cleland. Ah, dang it, <laughs> Cleland. I think Cleland just makes a lot of sense, uh-huh. and and he's right spot. You know, I mean, he's he could go a little higher than that. He could fall to the Ravens at twenty two, and I think the need, the player, it all just makes too much sense. 
at that spot. I think that he, at the Ravens State at 22, is the safest pick because of all the things you're – it's a need there. I think you're going to get a player that's going to be really good. Is he going to be a guy that gets – 14 sacks a year, maybe not. But if you get somebody that comes in here and gets eight, a year. 8 to 10 for the next four years, that's a pretty good player. Yeah, And I think that he could certainly be that guy. All-around player. Everyone says hard worker, high motor, highly productive in college, great program. Really good pick. I think if you get Cleveland Farrell at 22, you got to be excited about that. Yeah, high floor kind of guy. He just – Daniel Jeremiah has him in his latest mock, and I, I trust what DJ thinks about – he knows how to put, recognize a Raven. Yeah. Uh, oh, he, he looks like a Raven. Cleveland Farrell looks like a Raven. Oh, yeah. My only concern with him, the only thing is it, he's more of a traditional 4-3 D end. Is he a 3-4 guy? Right. The Ravens have had a lot of success converting those kind of guys without much trouble. But that, that does it is a, a concern for me a little bit. Uh, this is just random as you were talking about you know how you're criticizing my A.J. Brown pick and said Mel Kuyper has him as his sixth best wide receiver. Yeah, I got you worried, didn't it? So I was like, you know what, let's just see how Mel has graded wide receivers in recent drafts. So I went back to the 2016 NFL draft, and he had a guy named Michael Thomas as his seventh best wide receiver, 67th overall. <laughs> ahead, of, ahead of him, he had guys like Will Fuller, Corey Coleman, Laquan Treadwell, Josh Doxson. So... Mel- if, 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 if that is any indication of how my pick is for this year, I feel pretty good about it. I like that A.J. Brown pick even more. All right, let's keep it moving. My third-round pick, and, and just real quick, as I mentioned, I do think the Ravens will try to trade back. I think that they will be able to trade back in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think that at some point they get a second-round pick. Okay, I do think that they will add a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. That could either be by trading back into the second round, or that could be by trading back a little bit, adding like a fourth-round pick, and then packaging some picks to move up mm-hmm. into the second round from the third round. I do think they'll pick there at some point, and I think that they'll have you know a guy like a Paris Campbell. I've mentioned him a million times. Montez Sweat is somebody who's falling down the board <laughs> potentially. Second round. But that's Man. the thing. Like Montez Sweat, at some point, it, it seemed like maybe he's a top ten pick. Now there's the heart thing. You got some off the field concerns potentially with him. He seems to be like that guy late in the process who's all of a sudden falling. If he gets there in the second round, what if the Ravens had an AJ Brown and a Montez Sweat? Wow, that would be crazy. Wow. But for like we said earlier, I'm, we're going with the picks that the Ravens have currently, and I'm going to go with the pass rusher from Old Dominion, O'Shane Zimanez. You pronounce that right? I, I looked. Z- I think it's Zimenez. Zimenez. I think so. Okay, Zimenez. O'Shane <laughs> Zimenez. Uh, small school guy, but highly productive player. The Ravens, if you're going to get a pass rusher in the third round, you're not getting these big-time, big-program, highly productive guys. They're off the board, yeah. so you need to kind of look a different route, and I think that going a small school route could prove fruitful. He's got some good athleticism, put up a put up a lot of numbers, basically dominated the small school level, and that's what you need if you're going to get a guy from a small school at that spot. I, I, I like the player. I like the pick. I, I debated him as well. Um, in one of my, I think it was version number four of, <laughs> of 15, I think I had him. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's just the thing, too, and this is part of my feral pick, is like, you need somebody now yeah. at, at edge, on the edge. And waiting till the third round, how big an impact is O'Shane going to have now? I you know, agree. I mean, it just, I know it's the Ravens' second pick, but it almost feels too late to me because the need is so big there, in my opinion. Sure. Um which, but, which, which, which uh, he he didn't he didn't have a great Senior Bowl either, and you know the Ravens put some stock in that Senior Bowl. 
Yeah, sure. So, you know, a big thing for those small school guys when they get to the Senior Bowl is how do you, how do you show against some of these bigger school prospects? It's an indicator of how you'll do in the NFL. And it wasn't great for him, but maybe that makes him a bargain. Whatever. Yeah. You never know. I, I, I like the pick. Okay, I'm going on the offensive line. I'm going with Connor McGovern from Penn State. Mr. Football of Pennsylvania. Does that sound like a Ravens kind of guy? <laughs> um, played a lot of right guard and center in college. His father played at Colgate back in the day. You know we love the, the old bloodlines. Oh, we love the bloodlines, baby. Just, just a gritty guy. Big, well-proportioned. He's got that big old butt. You know, we <laughs> like that big old butt. Offensive <laughs> lineman. Joe Ortiz, you should see him at the Senior Bowl. Just checking out those rear ends. Buddy. <laughs> um, so... I think that he just, to me, there's a lot that he screams kind of Marshall Yonda to me. Tough guy, Penn Stater. Mm-hmm. I, I like Connor. Big time football. Yeah. A little versatility to him. Yeah. Well, uh, offensive line is one that I've been saying all offseason. I like the idea of beefing up the offensive line. But you notice my first two picks, I don't have an offensive yeah. lineman. We'll get to that. So third round, the second third round pick, 102nd pick, I have, and I believe you have as well, Miko Hardman, the wide receiver that's from Georgia. Correct. Both, Both of us do. That's, that's the one that you heard me talking all about him. You've talked about him, but you talk about a million different guys. And, and here's <laughs> – I, I just stake my flag in a bunch of different guys. You can't take any of them. Yeah. So you don't take a receiver until the he's your first receiver. That's correct. That's, that's bad. That's a miss for you. Well, I'm they're going to take, take a receiver before the 100 second back to back. Well, I went, I went first and third with this. There's no way – that the Ravens, I think, wait until the 102nd pick to draft a wide receiver. I mean, I, I agree. <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I think of those clump, that first clump of guys, and I'll say even like a bigger clump, like you extend it to the Debo Samuels, the J.J. Arcega-Whitesides, some of those guys, I would be surprised if the Ravens don't come out with one of them. Right. But to me, to me, I look at the second round. I, I think that... The prime spot for the Ravens is to trade either back into the early to mid-second round and grab one of those guys or trade up. That, to me, is the sweet spot where so, the Ravens are going to grab one. So just that the list, Harry, right, that list of guys, let's just run through it real quick. That's A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Nikhil Harry, um, Hakeem Butler, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I don't think it's going to be Hakeem Butler. Uh, I'm just saying this is, this is that first probably eight guys. <laughs> Paris Campbell, mm-hmm. um, who am I missing in that group? Um, you got Hollywood. Oh, yeah, Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, seven that I just rattled off there. I think the Ravens come away with one of them, don't you? I, I, I do. I do. But you're not predicting it. No, not as it is stands now because that first-round pick at 22. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, I, I like your pick of A.J. Brown. Like yeah. I said, I think trading back and taking A.J. Brown, I like that a lot. Uh-huh. I like it. Both, I think I would enjoy that happening. Yeah, and I, and selfishly, I, selfishly, I would like to see that happen. Yeah. And I also think that there's a high probability of that happening. Uh-huh. Um, but I also look at edge rusher and I'm like, what is the plan here? Uh-huh. You know? So it's tough. It's tough. I've gone back and forth. I mean, I obviously had a wide receiver when I was talking to Joe. So I do agree that waiting till the third round feels a little weird. I look at McCole Hardman as a kind of, in air quotes, poor man's Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think that he's kind of an ascending player um, that similar is similar dude. I mean, just yeah, a speedster, yeah. take the top off, can run a lot of that underneath stuff. To me, he's a bargain of a Hollywood Brown. And then I'm going to follow it up in the fourth round with another wide receiver, Jalen Hurd from Baylor. 
Back-to-back years with back-to-back picks at wide receiver. Jalen Hurd is is more of a bigger-bodied guy, outside threat. He was a converted running back uh, at Tennessee. He was a running back, and now they even use him some at running back at Baylor. Do we like guys who use play multiple positions? Oh, we love it. Oh, we love that. Well, that's also Michael Harmon. We love that kind of. He was a quarterback in high school, played defense early in his career at Georgia, and then switched. So he's kind of the late bloomer. You're banking on him, like you said, being an ascending player. Also, really good special teams, great returner. Exactly. He could come in and be your day one punt and kick returner. Yes, we we could use that. So Jalen Hurd. I mean. Everybody raves about his great work ethic, wants to be the best, just strives to prove every, everybody wrong who thinks he can't make it at wide receiver. And watching the highlights of this dude, he was spinning balls on people, on DBs, all the time. Just catching balls, spin it, baby. <laughs> he's got a little Steve Smith dog in him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, Raven, right there, he's got the attitude. So I like Jalen Hurd a lot. All right, I like that. My fourth round pick, I'm finally addressing the offensive line and going with Michael Jordan Too out late. of Ohio State. Too late. Maybe. I mean, uh, he's... Yeah. All Joe projection. did say the middle rounds. We think we can find some good O-linemen in those middle rounds. As I've said over and over again, I think that the middle rounds is a great place for the Ravens to address the offensive line because yeah. you have a strong track record of finding some really good players in those I spots. Agree. Orlando Brown, Marshall Yonda, right. and uh, it's not in Ryan a, Jensen, a huge immediate need. Rick Wagner. I mean, I'm you, rattling off some players who've been really good that have gotten huge contracts, yeah. some of them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I like that pick as well. I hate this that I like your mock. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that either. This is the worst. Now that you like it, that's making me question some things. <laughs> You're going to start tinkering? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like Michael Thomas. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was a former black belt also. Yeah. We love that. Oh, we love that. Yeah, the, the versatility there. Oh, well, yeah. the other thing, too, with him, he came in and started it. First of all, he's huge. He's six foot six, 315 pounds. Yeah, he's started at left guard and center. Could the Ravens look to upgrade at left guard or center? Yes, Those are the seriously. positions that they want. Yeah. Um, he came in and started it at Ohio State as a true freshman. First guy to do that since, any guess? I have no clue. Hall of Famer Orlando Pace. Wow. 1994. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I like Michael Thomas. Another guy. Michael Jordan. Or Michael Jordan. I also like Michael Thomas. Yeah. (laughs) Another guy that you heard me talking about and are stealing from me. No, 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 no. I told you about the whole black belt thing and how I liked him. You told me about the But I'll give him to you because you're a Buckeye lover. Yeah. No, you didn't go there. You give. Put that out there. You you. You say that you told me about Michael Jordan, which is not the case. You told me about the fact that he was a black belt, black belt, which I and didn't I know. said that he he's really great. <laughs> yeah, after I've been watching him for the past four years, <laughs> I'll give him to you because you're a Buckeye guy. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, all right, so my second fourth round pick, I'm going to go running back, and I, I kind of went back and forth with what kind of running back I wanted. For the record, I I was big time on the whole uh, Alabama Josh Jacobs pick. Mm-hmm. Big time on that before the Mark Ingram signing, and I still wouldn't be shocked if they went with it. But now I'm buying what John Harbaugh's selling, that he wants kind of a change of pace, explosive kind of guy to add to the mix. So I'm going with Justice Hill out of Oklahoma State. Uh, His comp, according to Lance Sterling, Philip Lindsay. Uh Another player the Ravens really wanted last year as an undrafted rookie free agent. Ended up missing out on him. He was signed with his hometown Broncos. Uh, Justice Hill... No, explosive dude, ran a 4-4 at the Combine. I think that he brings another dimension to this Ravens backfield. I like mm-hmm. that pick. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I do like that pick. I, just, I was also toying with Bryce Love. I, I like Bryce Love, too, out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a good 
running back pick for the Ravens. So I, I like both those guys. I address running back a little bit later. But my second fourth-round pick, number 123, I take Tavon Coney from Notre Dame, the linebacker. Tackling machine. He's racked up a 240 tackles over the last two years. Obviously, the Ravens have a need there with the departure of C.J. Mosley. Yep. Uh, and the other thing with him is that he is more, to me, based on the speed and what you read about him, he seems to be more of the run-stuffing linebacker. He doesn't have, like, the Kenny Young has better speed than Coney. So maybe you get him in there potentially as a first down guy, and then you can have Kenny Young. This is just depending on how they want to work that rotation, that inside mm-hmm. linebacker. Good but rotational guy. He's a good rotational guy. I don't think he's to come in and play 100, and 100 snaps a game like C.J. Mm-hmm. Mosley, but I think that he could come in and be a good guy against the run and help that rotational linebacker. I think that there's the middle rounds are going to be a sweet spot for an inside linebacker. I'd be I'd be surprised the Ravens didn't come away with one, kind of like Kenny Young in the fourth round yeah. last year. Um, I take one with my next pick, fifth round, Cameron Smith out of USC. Like him as well. Cap, team captain, uh, one of the, the biggest, most highly uh, acclaimed prospects coming out of high school, big-time uh, prospect. He was a, in fourth grade. He was playing against eighth graders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you imagine that? You were probably a tiny little dweeber at fourth grade. You would have gotten trucked. That's why I'm not in the NFL. <laughs> the NFL guys can go against eighth graders when they're in fourth grade. Right. You talk about another tackling machine. This guy has racked up a ton of tackles. Uh, just been a consistent team leader. Great player. High motor. Not the most ath- athletically dynamic guy. He's not going to wow you with his uh, with his speed, but good size. I-, I think Cameron Smith makes a lot of sense there. I'll toss out one other name. I. I- is it who I have? Alabama? Yep, Mac Wilson. Yep. I think the comp on him is C.J. Mosley. Yeah. Uh, I think, though, he's probably going to go in the third round. Potentially even uh, second. Potentially he, second. He's in the second to third yeah. round range, and I was just like, yeah. am I going to pull the trigger there with much bigger needs at wide receiver and inside, interior line? No, I, I have a I tough feel, time doing that. I feel the same way with him. I debated taking him with my first pick in the third round potentially. Yeah. But then you're th- then for me, in my mind, I'm not addressing pass rusher at all. Right. You know, that to me, I felt like that was something that needed to be addressed first. But again, going back to what we've said, you add picks potentially in this mm-hmm. draft. You potentially add a second round, you add a third or fourth that gives you the ability to move around and maneuver. Yeah. I would not at all rule out Mac Wilson. I agree. Watch the tape on him, man. He makes some plays too. Like yeah. picks. I mean, he's good in coverage. I, I like I like him a lot. Do we like Alabama linebackers? Yeah, I think we do. Just a, just a little bit. All right. Moving to the fifth round. My first round pick in the fifth round. Uh, well, my first. Well, my, I already said my, my fifth round pick. All right. My fifth round pick is Kalen Saunders from Western Illinois. Defensive lineman. Defensive line, not a huge here's need. The fu- okay. Here's the funny one. I was just waiting for this. You were waiting for Kalen Saunders? I was waiting for Western Kalen Saunders. Western Illinois, six foot, 324 pounds. You think he's going to be gone. Okay. Mel Kuyper, I'll go back to Mel Kuyper's Your big boy? board. Mel Kuyper has Kalen Saunders <laughs> practice is number 49, 49th best prospect. He has A.J. Brown at 52. <laughs> so <laughs> Mel Kuyper has your fifth round pick ranked above your first round pick. So should I get into should I get into my Michael Thomas example there? Oh should I get back into but that? That was just that's pretty strong. I mean that he's saying you're way off on he that. He is one. he is saying I'm way, way off. off. Maybe he's gone like four rounds earlier. I don't so four you rounds, think he's gonna go in the first round? No, I don't You think, think he's gonna go in the second round? Maybe. I think it's him as a late second round pick. Here's the thing with Saunders Western Illinois small school I, I I think he's more likely a third round pick. 
That's where I think he's going. This is value. I'm, I'm predicting some value here. I'm predicting some value that you can get him in the fifth round. Here's the thing, though. He's a small school guy, but his profile has blown up since he started doing backflips. Well, on that's the, the thing. Does, does that remind you of anybody? A small school defensive lineman whose profile blew up leading up to the draft because of some viral videos? See, but here's the thing. You're just chasing the story and just being like, well, uh, I'll just plug him in the fifth. Ravens yep. are going to get a part. You're like these people who I see. They send us their mock draft, their seven-round mocks, and they're like, do you like my mock? I got Nikhil Harris in the sixth but my mock is awesome i'm yeah. like yeah because it's never gonna happen there's a chance there's a chance some other there's some <laughs> other outlets there that have him as a late fourth fifth nfl.com nfl have you heard of nfl.com you know that one have you heard of that website <laughs> give me a name yeah give me a name your boy lance zerline has no. him as a fourth or fifth round pick no yes lance wouldn't do that yeah lance wouldn't do has that. him as a fourth or fifth round pick no sorry that's your <laughs> so there you go. Moving on. I like the player. Great story. Uh, I mean, I like the player. I don't think we're going to draft a defensive lineman that high. That high in the in the fifth round? Or as high as he will actually go is what I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the defensive interior defensive line is a spot that the Ravens could absolutely draft Michael. Pierce. That would be a shocker. Well. Not in the fifth round. I, I think that... No, no, I'm sorry. I yeah. thought you were going to say that they could draft s- somebody high. No, I think that that's going to be a middle to late round pick for the Ravens. Michael Pierce is going into the final year mm-hmm. of his contract. And so you're going to make... You know, the Ravens, would, I think, would obviously like to, to re-sign Michael Pierce. But if that doesn't happen, you want to have some guys in the hopper there. And I think that that could be a spot the Ravens look to add. I My agree. Boy, I have a D lineman on here. Kalen They're going to draft a defensive lineman. That's absolutely going to happen at some point. I mean, mm-hmm. they lost Brent Urban, too. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. Well, they he's probably gone. Lost him, but yes. probably gone. Um, all right, round six. You know they're also going to take a corner at some point. So I'm taking Michael Jackson out of Miami. Thriller! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so just a long corner, press corner, physical guy. He's more of a project at this point. He's still raw, but he's got the tools. Uh, so I think he makes sense in the sixth round. My sixth-round pick is defensive back Will Harris out of Boston College. And when you're taking these late-round picks, I'm looking at it from a standpoint of size, measurables. Maybe you can get a guy that's going Well, yeah, for special teams purposes. You're really thinking special teams with these late-round picks. Mm -hmm. And you want to have guys that have good size. Uh, Will Harris reminds me of Maurice Kennedy, who was a sixth-round pick a few years ago out of Virginia. Uh, Harris has been a starter for the last four years for Boston College. So you can get a guy that's played a lot of football, could play safety or corner, but really you're thinking about that as a special teams pick. I like it. Both on the same page there. Yeah. The old six-round DB. Yeah. And then uh, for my final pick, I'm going with a local guy. I got to give a little shout-out to a Terp. Going with Byron Cowart, a defensive lineman. Another highly ranked, highly recruited guy. Maryland, he was a big get for them. He was one of the top recruits in the country, Byron was. Mm -hmm. Didn't really pan out uh, so far at Maryland, but he coached him up a little bit. He's got the tools. Could be a great little rotational piece on the D-line. I'm going with Elijah Holyfield, running back from Georgia. You know who his dad is. I do, Evander. Evander Holyfield. Does Elijah have his entire ear? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he hasn't gotten close to Mike Tyson, so he's got his full ear. Uh, this is a guy, hard-nosed running back. Now, the one thing I don't like about this pick is that it kind of replicates what the Ravens already have in the backfield, which is stout, hard-running guys. Talking, this is a terrible pick. But 
But he's he's he put up over a thousand yards last year, averaged six and a half yards per carry. He's got those great athletic bloodlines, which you keep focusing on that the Ravens like that. <laughs> got a good story. And so I think you get a good player late in the draft who played in a big-time program. Georgia's got a great track record of putting out good running backs, Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, yeah. um, Todd Gurley. So I, I think that late in the draft, Elijah Holyfield. All right. I don't hate it. So those are our seven-round mock drafts. Unfortunately, I like Garrett's. Do you like mine? I do. I, I really like the Justice Hill pick. Wow, that's uh, your favorite pick, huh? Uh, the Justice Hill pick, and then the other one that I really liked what about was Cameron Jalen? Smith. Cameron Smith. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if the Ravens stay at 22, I do absolutely think Cleveland Farrell could be the guy. I just don't think that they're going to stay at 22. I, I feel like the way that this draft looks and, way the, and the way that the Ravens have needs, the ability to trade back, add picks, is going to be more attractive than just getting Cleveland Farrell. I, I completely agree with that. But it takes two to tango when you're talking about trades. Mm -hmm. And it's no secret that there's a lot of value in the second, early third rounds this year. So I don't know. It's going to take a, a unique situation for a team to want to trade up and give up second round or third, early third round picks to yeah. move up. I mean, it, it's probably going to be for a quarterback. or It's going to be one of those glamour positions like Joe talked about last week. I mean, it's quarterback, pass rusher, uh could be a corner back. It's a tackle, offensive well, tackle. Well, you've got some interesting things going on, too, with this draft. I already talked about Montez Sweat, who seems to be falling, once thought to be maybe a top 10 pick. If a team is not scared off by the heart condition, if he's there at 22. And the Ravens, let's and say. And the Ravens the doctors, are scared off, the potentially. The Ravens didn't pass him. And there's a team at, I don't know, 30 <clears throat> that wants to come up and get him. Yeah. That could be a sexy R spot. Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary from way. Michigan, <clears throat> defensive lineman. <clears throat> Has the, a shoulder issue. Right. The quarterbacks are obviously going to be a wild card here. Uh, the Houston, one other interesting thing is that the Texans pick right behind the Ravens. The Texans are very much in the market for offensive linemen. They gave up the most sacks in the NFL last year. Mm -hmm. Could a team that wants to get an O lineman trade up with the Ravens to leapfrog the Texans to steal them before the Texans take them? Yeah. I think that's a possibility. Sure. But I, I, like I said, I'm. I think the Ravens definitely will have interest in trading back. Whether it will happen or not, I'm not sure. So, with that said, let's go over a little bit some of the, like, no-duh picks, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the, the least surprising picks. And to me, one guy that we haven't talked probably as much as we should have about is Cody Ford, right? Like, if we draft Cody Ford, it would not surprise me in the slightest. The offensive lineman out of Oklahoma. Right, we got the offense, a mauling guard out of Oklahoma who Orlando Brown played with. Mm -hmm. It makes a ton of sense. Like, why is this not somebody that more people are talking about? Well, you've used this comparison before. It's kind of like a couple years ago when they drafted Marlon Humphrey and everyone, no one had that as a projection. Not many people, right, at all. And so it's like, wait, why did we miss the cornerback out of Alabama when that was the biggest position in need? Right. So that would kind of be Cody Ford. The one thing with him is... You wonder, is he, is he best suited to play right tackle? Mm -hmm. That's, I think, a question that a lot of teams have. Is he a right tackle, or could he go in and play guard? He made it kind of clear that he wants to play tackle. A lot of guys say that, but that's my question with him. Do you feel comfortable in putting him at left guard? Mm -hmm. I do. I like. He's I would, big. I would like that pick. Well, I, I've been banging the drum in terms of beefing up the offensive line. Cody Ford does that. Yeah, I would like that pick a lot. Then the other one, a center, Garrett Bradbury or Eric McCoy, two guys that have been talked about a ton. Um at one point during this, I was like, center makes a lot of sense, but I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see that happening. 
I agree. I don't see it happening either. I feel like Skura has been a okay center. He's been a decent center. Mm-hmm. And I think that the mental piece of the game is so important to center that it's a lot to come in as a rookie and control that offensive line, which is what you have to do as a center. I think the more likely thing is to is a guard. Mm-hmm. If you're going to add an offensive lineman, I think it's more of a guard. Just continue to beef up around the center and allow Skura to be the brains of the operation. Though you have more competition at guard. You have Alex Lewis and James Hurst, guys who have started, you know, kind of, like, yeah. I mean, what's the bigger need, center or guard in your, in your estimation? Good question. Um, I feel like it is, I feel like it could, oh, man. Um, <laughs> Stumped them. Yeah, I probably would go guard still. Really? I, I think that those other guys are really good. Um, Hurst is a great kind of six lineman. I like Alex Lewis when he's on the field, but he's had so many injuries over the course of his career that you got to wonder how he's going to be able to, you know, withstand that. Is he going to be able to play every single week? And you count mm-hmm. on him. And so I, I would go guard. Yeah, that's why we're both taking guard slash centers. Yeah. Um, and then I think Cleveland. Uh, obviously is a, a kind of a no-duh pick. And any wide receiver with the Ravens' top pick, whether they trade back or whatnot, that wouldn't surprise us. Now, here's the more sexy conversation. The surprise picks. Mm-hmm. Who are your potential surprises that you think could happen at 22 or even in a, a trade-back scenario? I think Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. I, you, the, there was a lot of talk about this early on, then the Ravens added Mark Ingram. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be much buzz about Josh Jacobs to the Ravens anymore. So if the Ravens took him, that would be a surprise. I agree, and it wouldn't sh- totally shock me just because let's say you get to 22, you don't really love the options that are on the board or whatnot, and you have Josh Jacobs, who has a great story, by the way. I was just reading a Washington yeah, Post profile on him. He was homeless mm-hmm. at points early in his life. Um, we love guys who have overcome adversity earlier in their lives. We just see that as a big bonus. And, and just the player. I mean, if, if the Ravens have him on their board as a top 10 player and he's there at 22, it could be a best player available kind of situation. Yeah. And you just say, look, we're going to have the best running back core in the NFL. And we're going to hammer away at you with Mark Ingram, Josh Jacobs, and Gus Edwards, and Kenneth Dixon. And Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson. And we're just going to – we're just going to – just run it down your throat wouldn't shock me and josh jacobs brings a little bit of a different he's a little different from those other guys i think a biggest question with this draft is do the ravens go all in on playing to their strengths that mm-hmm. would be the running back pick that would be the offensive line pick yep. or do they try to build up the overall team that would right. be the receiver that would be the pass rusher yes like the, or maybe an inside linebacker right i think particularly the question is on offense right like mm-hmm. we we know they're going to be run heavy do they just double down on that just push all the chips to the center of the table and say if we're going to be run heavy let's get the best guys to do it right to do the job right or do you say look we got enough for the running game now. We need wide receivers. We yeah. need some of those targets from Lamar Jackson. That, that's a very interesting question. Um, a, another surprise, I think, could be one of these falling, falling pass rushers or defensive guys, Rashawn Gary, Montez Sweat, Devin Bush. And I'll throw out two positions, wildcard positions. Corner, mm-hmm. if you're going to trade back, particularly a Greedy Williams, Rocky Sin from Temple, Byron Murphy. If they were trading back, it wouldn't stun me. And a defensive lineman. Dexter Lawrence, Jeffrey Simmons, Christian Wilkins, Jeffrey Tillery from Notre Dame. Like, I mean, it would surprise me. That's why I have it under my surprises, but I wouldn't completely rule it out. Yeah. Cool. Well, it should be a fun week. Yes, I can't wait. The draft, 
I'm hoping my kid isn't born before the draft <laughs> uh, because it's any day here. So you might, you guys might be without me for a little while, but um, I really hope I get through the if draft. If your kid gets born, that means you're probably not going to be able to tinker with your mock draft. Which I'll is have other be, things to worry about, yeah. Which is nice because I hate the 11th hour changes in your book. And then if you get it right like you did last year, it's even more aggravating. So, <laughs> uh, look, we're going to have lots of really, really cool stuff planned over the next few days. We're going to be in Nashville, hopefully talking with the pick soon after that pick is made. We're going to be inside the draft room as that pick gets made. Um, lots of cool stuff on our app, our website, on social media. So if you guys want a behind-the-scenes look at everything that's happening with this team around draft time, you are in the right place. Yes, and we'll be busy uh, just chopping it up. You go down to Nashville, then you come back to the facility for the last two days, for set, or Friday or Saturday. Yep. And basically, we just sit there and make jokes and eat a ton of cheese balls. <laughs> and, and then the Ravens are on the clock and things get really crazy and, and chaotic. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's it's how fun. it works here. It's a fun weekend. <laughs> but thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you. We're going to have Eric DaCosta on for the post-draft breakdown, yep. which is always really insightful to kind of get some of the behind the scenes stuff. So make sure you tune in after the draft. We'll be back with you.